This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. While I was sitting on the pew in services this last week, I was praying, even before the morning worship began. My prayers were for the older gentleman, who gingerly took his seat on the pew in front of me, after his sweet wife entered before him. I was really thrilled that they were able to be back with us again in the assemblies as they had been home for six weeks while he was fighting with a second round of chemotherapy for his cancer. This man had been dealing with cancer of one form or another for several years now, but he's never complained. Only quietly to me he explained, and maybe a few others, why he would miss services occasionally. He's a private man, not standoffish, but he carries with his 90-year-old life that habit of not sharing much personal information. His lovely wife would often whisper in my ear if he was doing poorly, asking me to keep him in my prayers. That Sunday morning, (coughs) that I'm referring to though, he seemed really sad, and he shared that he'd just buried his younger brother a few days ago and they had to wait for that funeral because he had died back in July sometime. Then he had just found out his daughter was also taken to the hospital with four blood clots. This is a lot for one to process, even if they're in the best of health, and my heart just really ached for him. Our service began, and when the song leader asked for the congregation to stand for a song, both he and his wife slowly stood up and sang with all of the congregation. Such a simple thing for those of us who are healthy to do. But it didn't really appear to be the case with this gentleman. But he rose in spite of the discomfort. May God bless him for his tenacity to worship in spirit and truth, in spite of the circumstances. During the next song, when he sat down, he closed his eyes. And when the singing began, he kept his eyes closed. But I could see he was moving his lips. Some might have thought he was asleep, and some may have thought he was just simply ill, perhaps not knowing his current state of illness. But when services were over, he and his wife stopped to tell me quietly that they had real concerns for the daughter. But they were adamant about attending as long as they were able to get out and move around. During their stay at home because of the treatments, the wife called and met me at the building to pick up enough disposable communion packets to last for six weeks since they were to be home during that time frame. She said that as soon as the six weeks were up, they would be back with us, and they were. This is a testimony of true faithfulness. I know a few must have been aware of his illness, but not many knew of the extent of what he was going through in his personal struggles with health, family, deaths and illnesses, as well as caring for his sweet wife due to a fall that she had had during this period of healing. So I say this because sometimes we just don't know. Sometimes folks just don't share for one reason or another. I asked this couple if we could put them on our closed prayer list on Facebook and if we could ask for prayers for them in the bulletin, and they were happy to have that done. Sometimes we just have to ask and take time to listen, to hear the entire situation. It may take some time. It might even mean we're going to miss greeting a visitor. But there are others who will greet them. It takes all of us working together to meet the needs of those who are searching for the truth and those who are hesitant to share their sorrows or their pain. Those who maybe have lost a job or suffered a financial loss. Maybe someone who's had need of guidance in other areas. 
There's a fine line between interrogating people and showing a genuine concern for others that might make them feel comfortable enough to share so that we can help in any way possible. As Christians, that's a command from our Father, and it should be our goal. As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Galatians 6.10 We may not be able to fix their problems, but we can surely listen, and we can pray for them and let them know we'll be praying. And we can check back on them, follow up with them to see if things are any better. Anything we do as an expression of genuine love and concern will help lift their spirits. I know this because I've heard many of our brothers and sisters talk about the love and kindness that was extended to them during their times of struggles. And I think of that same thing when I was ill, people that came and wanted to help me. We all look to the account of the Good Samaritan for an example of kindness to show how God expected us to treat strangers. Most of us might not be comfortable going that far, understandably so. But think about it, ladies. The Samaritan... He went out of his way to give medical aid, transportation, and also financial aid for lodging for a total stranger that he had no reason to feel compelled to assist. That's what our Lord considers to be a good neighbor, a reasonable service, to do what we can when we have opportunity. And we're to present ourselves as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service, Romans 12.1. When I consider the great works of our Lord Jesus that He did upon this earth, His compassion and love for mankind, I literally shrink in His shadow, and I know that I am found wanting. But I also know that when I am reminded, when I am challenged to renew my thinking toward my responsibility toward others, that I can always do more, pick up my pace and do my best, because I know my Lord has that expectation of me. The beauty of his expectation is that we also can have an expectation of him, life eternal. For the needy shall not always be forgotten. The expectation of the poor shall not perish forever. Psalm 9.18 And again, My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength and my refuge is in God. Psalm 62, 5-7 And let us also remember, the hope of the righteous shall be gladness, but the expectation of the wicked shall perish. Proverbs ten twenty eight. So, I guess what I'm saying is, we must all take examination of ourselves and make sure that we're doing all that we can to be the best we can be in the service of our Lord, extending ourselves to others, offering help. Only then will our expectation be realized. You ladies be praying for me, and I'll be praying for all of you in this endeavor. I thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.